I think it's all about knowing your worth and your value. Just because something takes two hours doesn't mean it costs the two hours. Come to me with something other than your portfolio on a CV. I just feel like everyone is just sending the CV and you'll get picked out of the best out of the bunch. Mm -hmm. You're not going to be hired. Show you're interested. So look at the website and say, oh, I saw this case study of yours. I mm -hmm. loved it because of X, Y, Z. Everyone is just rocking up like, yeah, your website looks good. That's just wild. Do the little things. Not what everyone's doing. That's Come right. up with something different. I just don't think you can rest on good work. You have to have high standards. Everything that goes out the door needs to be like 110. You don't always need a video. You don't mm -hmm. always need a website. You don't mm -hmm. always need a rebrand. So it is more difficult with creative clients. If that's going to be on your mind later, mm -hmm. fix it in the beginning. Why are you so hard to schedule? Tell <laughs> me why. Why are you so hard? It took so much energy to get your worse than any girlfriend I've ever had. <laughs> it was so difficult to get you in here. Busy girl. Yeah, I know. We're gonna mm. get into it. We're gonna talk about it. If you're new here, my name is Nelson and I'm the host of the Creative Grid podcast, a space committed to help creative entrepreneurs to become the best possible version of themselves and reach su success in every area of life. We usually have very interesting, extraordinary individuals. Today is not exception. Today's guest is one of my favorite humans, actually. She is the creative director of the creative marketing agency, Savio. Also a property investor. Please <laughs> welcome Rebecca Kowald. Yay. <laughs> what a welcome. Thank yeah. You. How are I you, I didn't Becky realize Garrett? we'd already started. Yeah. So oh, we started <laughs> a long time ago. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> How are you, Becky girl? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, are you, you nervous? Know, yes. Yeah, I, I can you, tell. Yeah, you know I don't like talking. <laughs> I don't like cameras. So yeah. You're the star today. You mm. asked me. You asked me if I had sparkling water for you. Yeah. We got you your sparkling water. We take care of our people in here, huh? Yeah. Ultimate Excellent. service, premium service. Thank you. Yeah, so nice to have you here. You look. Gorgeous. Thank you. I love that combination of colors. Love to have you here. Um, for people that have no idea who you are, can you explain who you are and what you do? Um, hmm. Yes, I am a creative director at Sabio. I run a little team within a communications and digital and creative agency. Yeah. How long have you been doing that? Um, creative, the creative director role. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I've been at Sabio, I think, four years this year. Um, so, yeah, four years. But then I was in, like, a senior creative manager role before that and then senior designer and graphic designer before that. Yeah, so you started graphic design, right? Yeah. Did you, did you ever design. work as a freelancer or anything like that? Um, I did kind of when I moved up to Brisbane, but not really. Yeah, why, why is that? Why didn't you try working for yourself? Is it just because you would rather work with someone else? or what? I hate asking for money. Yeah. <laughs> I, hate talk yeah I hate talking about money, asking for money, anything like that. Yeah. We have had many money talks. I you know. And I, and I, yeah, yeah, and I hate it. <laughs> but you see, that's, that's such a common thing with creatives. And I used to hate it as well. And by you hating having the money talk you will never make a living with, with what you're doing yeah like before me getting into understanding better the business side of things and how to negotiate how to even like tell having the confidence behind 
what I charge to tell someone, you know, like, yeah, this is how much it costs. I will always fall down or be nervous and be like, yeah, look, it might be, you know, 2000 and then yeah. just shy away, you know, yeah. but it's so common with creators. What do you, what do you think that is? Um, I think it's all about knowing your worth and your value, which I think obviously we've had such big conversations about. Mm-hmm. Um, just because something takes two hours doesn't mean it costs the two hours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that's probably the hardest part, putting a value on yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and well, because value as well is determined by the customer, not by mm. you. Right. So yeah. you have to be able to communicate to the customer what's what's the value right so that yeah. so they can understand like oh okay i get it now because pricing per hour if you're a creative that's pricing per hour that's probably one of the worst things you're doing right now because you will get penalized so let's say you're an expert at what you're doing you're an expert filmmaker and you can get a professional high level video done in one hour and then the client comes to you and he's like oh yeah i can pay you to get this video done that is going for nike and it but you can make that in one hour right so what two hundred dollars or whatever he's like well it doesn't work like that because it took me whatever amount of years to get this expertise to Mm. get to this level not many people in the market can do and produce the results that i'm able to produce and making a video for nike is way different to make it for the local store of johnny in the corner you know so Obviously, Nike is going to make millions of dollars through that video, through that ad that you're doing. So the value that you're providing is way bigger to the little store. But yeah, like value is such a big thing. You right now, are you the one doing like the the negotiations with clients? How does it does it work? Um, Usually the process is that either a client would come to myself or Haley our creative and content lead. Shout out to her. Yeah. She's awesome. <laughs> She's a superstar. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Cl- well, it, it's kind of a little bit different because we obviously have the communications team and the digital team as well, mm-hmm. which if they suggest a service of creative, then it kind of goes through them as well. But basically, quote comes in or request for quote comes in and then we'd quote it. But we do quote hourly mm-hmm. because we track our hours. Yeah, so right. to see if we're profitable or not, because obviously um, if you're not making any money on the job, then there's mm-hmm. kind of no mm-hmm. point taking the job. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we do quote hourly, but um, I guess we make sure we know how long things should take. There's kind of like a little bit of a formula, I guess. You know how long something should take. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you do it in less, mm-hmm. you know, and you probably add a little bit of fat. Yeah, and that that's an important point to... The, to touch and on. Also, yeah, but also again, the value. Yeah. So that, yeah, you know, even if you know something's going to take an hour, but you know the value is a lot greater then you'd probably quote the value. Exactly. That yeah. That's exactly what I wanted to get to yeah. that, you know, you have to keep track. Like I have to, when I quote a project or something, I have to know, okay, roughly this could take anywhere between a day or a day and a half, whatever. Yeah. You have to make sure you add profit on yeah. top of that, which is another thing that I think most creatives don't do. And I didn't do for the longest time. I was like, yeah. oh, yeah, so my day rate and then, you know, the gear in that sense and then yeah. post-production. But then you're like, you're breaking even, you know, because yeah. you're you're putting all your hours and the business itself is not having any profit margin on yeah. it. I also think it's different for freelancers mm. because, yeah, you're probably just quoting what your fee is for the day, but... And because you can spend longer on it, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like you, yeah. you can invest more time. So like when we renovate, 
we obviously get a quote because we're like, oh, we don't want to do it. And then we get the quote and we're like, oh, we're going to do it. <laughs> you know, we're like we're not paying that yeah. when we can do it, you know, yeah. and you've got time. Yeah. And I, but it, I think probably a little bit more different in agencies, you probably don't have as much time because you're on to the mm-hmm. next thing mm-hmm. quite quickly. Yeah. So, yeah, the, yeah, I think if you're probably working for yourself, you've got a little bit more leeway. Mm-hmm. Time, time is a little bit longer. Yeah, that's the thing. Like how much and and the the more you progress and the more you understand all of this, like also you start appreciating more the the like the value of your own time. Like that's now right. it's like yeah. we don't even bother taking smaller things because it's like I no know. That, like it's ah. <laughs> No, don't say that. Don't say that. We work on cool stuff together. I know. <laughs> Just to give context, Beck and I we've been working together for over a, a year? year now. Yeah. 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 So it's been awesome. We have we've done quite a few things mm. together. Um let me just backtrack a little bit. So for someone that will be listening to this that is also maybe dreaming about becoming a creative director, is that the highest you can go um, within this industry? How, does he, how did you even become uh, a creative director? Um, yeah, look, I guess it would probably... You can probably go higher by probably owning your own agency, I guess, mm. but I guess not a dream of mine mm-hmm. at this point. Um, how did I get here? Lots of hard work, mm-hmm. you know, did my time, mm-hmm. you know, did my time in all of the roles rather than expecting to be higher paid and promoted earlier and faster than you actually are. Mm-hmm. I guess that's, yeah, probably about it, I think. Yeah. So how many years did it take you to get there and what were the different positions that you have to go through? Um, well, so... Just a little bit of background, um, I was working in the public service in Canberra for Centrelink and I went for a job and I didn't win the job and they basically said I didn't win it because I didn't have enough experience in Centrelink or, and or I didn't have a degree. And so I was like, okay, well, you can pay for me to go to university then. So they paid for me to go to uni. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> I'm like, well, okay, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll make this work for me. Yeah. Um, so I start, yeah, started at uni and I um, picked Bachelor of Graphic Design, which kind of had a little bit to do with what I was doing, but not directly. So I was, can't believe I swung it. Um, eventually I left Centrelink and I got a job as a graphic designer without like so I was still halfway through uni got a job as a graphic designer at department of immigration um so finished uni worked at immigration for a few years and then moved up here um had to take a massive pay cut because obviously public service you earn a lot more money especially in a well in a junior role for what I was you know the level I was at I was earning a lot more money than junior graphic designers Mm. um yeah so I got a role in an agency up in Brisbane, eventually took a few months. It was the worst. Um, got the job there, and I was graphic designer there for I don't know quite a few years. Um, I actually got promoted to senior graphic designer when I was pregnant. I'm like, who promotes? Who promotes <laughs> yeah. someone when they're pregnant? Okay, great idea. Yeah, I was like, it's I'm not go- like she's gonna take leave. <laughs> yeah, I'm coming. I'm not, yeah, I'm coming See you back. In a year. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, was senior graphic designer, had Ashton and then went back to the to Roland, the, that agency, for a little bit and then um, left there 
there was just no way I was ever going to progress there. Mm-hmm. Um, I was there for seven years. Wow. Yeah, I did my time. Yeah, <laughs> you did. And yeah, yeah I was, ne- they, they, well, hope they don't hear, but they never saw it in me. Like I was never going to progress. Like, why, why do you think that that is? I don't know. Um, one day, one of the owners said to me, oh, why are you always so sad? And I was like, I thought that was such a weird thing. Like, there's, a, you know, so much personal stuff going on in people's lives you've got no idea about. Mm-hmm. But instead of asking someone why they're so sad, wouldn't you be better off asking them, are you okay? Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah. so... That, instead of assuming how you feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, okay, right. So I think for me, once that moment happened, the, for me, I was like, okay, I'm done. Mm-hmm. I've given this place a lot of time and energy and it was great, mm-hmm. loved it. Um, and then, yeah, so applied for another job. I think it was like design manager or senior designer or something, I can't really remember. Um, and that was a, at Struber, which isn't a creative agency. They really focus on infrastructure and stakeholder engagement, um, but they had a creative arm, mm-hmm. went there. I think I did one or two years and then a girl that I worked with at Struber went to P4 which was Sabio, and we she rang me and said, I want you to come. And I was like, okay, I'm not... And I just said, I'm not coming to be under you. Mm. I'll work with you. And so she was creative and digital director, and mm. so she became digital director and I became the creative director. That's awesome. Yeah. I That's was like, awesome. love Ludi to bits, but I couldn't work under her. Yeah. Because I'm obviously so process-driven and have my ways and she's very lax and chill and I was like oh so this could crush <laughs> yeah I was just like oh I love working with you but I can't work for you so yeah. let's work together and so yeah she became the digital director and creative director that's awesome that you were able to have that conversation I was being like a, oh yeah, yeah scary ass yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, like I'll work with you but yeah but I need to be creative director yeah. Yeah, yeah I guess well I didn't say I wanted creative director I said I'll work with you but I won't be mm. under you was yeah. kind of where we landed and yeah really really random because I never met anyone in P4 Literally just got the contract. When you say P4, that's the previous name of Sabia. Yes, we rebranded. So, yeah, never met anyone besides Lauren, Mm. Ludi, and they just swung me a contract. No one knew, like, nothing. They didn't know anything about me. Ludi just said, she's it. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah, awesome. So, Probably half Ludi's help to get me there. Yeah, cool. Well, yeah, yeah, but but like you said, you you did your time, your yeah. time, you know. And she wouldn't ask you that if she didn't know. Like, yeah, she's capable of taking this role and take us to the next level, or whatever yeah. was the purpose back then. So yeah. obviously, you you had to earn it. You know, mm. it wasn't given kind yeah. of thing. Just just before I forget, you still work in immigration, and you didn't get my visa. <laughs> I was a graphic designer, not a anything else. You didn't have any contacts, anything <laughs> in there. You know how hard I had to work to earn my visa in the past years? That's yeah, taking a sorry. toll on my soul. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, definitely didn't have any say. Yeah, no, that's funny. Um, you work with a team of pure women. Or yeah. 99% <laughs> women. I know, we do try to hire men. We no, no, do. I need to know more about this. So why is it that the team is only women? It's honestly not on purpose. I promise. We do. We would love men. 
to join us. But I would, would you be scared looking at our group photo and joining? You know, not like, me. Yeah, not you. I know because you know <laughs> Not me. But yeah, I guess I don't know. I think obviously the communications um, arm is the biggest and probably a female-led industry. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's probably half the reason. So yeah, we have a lot of women. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, we would love men to join us, but it just never seems to last. <laughs> they, they come too quickly. <laughs> we've had we've had we've had men there, yes, but yeah, and um, we definitely are open to men joining the team. Yeah, cool. Do, do you actually get interviews? Like, do you get male applications? Yeah, I just interviewed a man yesterday. I want to say boy. Yeah. <laughs> He's not a boy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I interviewed a man yesterday. And in the past, because you have had, like, men in the past, what what happens? Most of my men are all videographers randomly. Yeah, funny um, enough. Yeah, that. so, yeah, I've only, we've had... Yeah, I think all of my videographers except for one have been, uh, have been men. Yeah. Yeah. Funny. So, but like, let's say they they the ones that have joined the team. What's the difference in dynamic? Is it like they just don't work well with the men? Is oh, it no. like it's too stressful or like what what exactly is about it? Um, I don't know. I don't know. You don't ask them. <laughs> we no, but when and we it's say, not like, like it's not like the girls are bitch fighting or like we all get along like oh, they so all it's not, seem lovely yeah. i met i met quite a few of it's them and they're all lovely yeah we yeah i don't know i couldn't I'm, tell i'm you. just very curious like why why haven't they last like is, yeah i i don't know yeah i can't tell you maybe because it's I, i would assume if i was a man maybe it's just there's just not enough of them so mm. harder to get that team culture yeah you know what i mean like harder to relate with all of us i'm not sure but maybe that's you know fish out of water kind of they're the odd ones out so there's less of them i don't know yeah that's funny and maybe because there is also not no like maybe they're intimidated by a a whole female-led leadership team oh i wouldn't be surprised most (laughs) most dudes are fucking pussies these days honestly like yeah i wouldn't be surprised by that um What's what are the pros and cons of having a full team of women? Like, what what would you say has been great about it, and what has been like very challenging? I wouldn't have anything. I don't. Because, um... for example, dealing with me will be completely different to dealing with any woman on the team, and obviously individually as well is different. But like no. in that sense, w- wouldn't. No, I don't think so. I feel like I treat everyone the same. Yeah, okay. I don't think I go, oh, that's a girl, so I'm not going to say this, or that's a boy, so no, I'll say No, may- but maybe the way you approach a conversation could be different, or the way you say things, or even tonality, or anything like that. Well, I feel like I am... The exact same. The same person. <laughs> <laughs> what you see is what you get. Yeah. <laughs> There's no... Yeah, I don't think so. Um, mm. Yeah, no. Not yeah. sure. Cool. Um, when you hire creatives, mm. what are the things that you're looking for when you're hiring someone full time? Yeah. What What are the main things you're looking for? Oh, I'm hiring at the moment. And you know what? I just want to be wowed. But no one wows you. Like even simple things like making a phone call. Like so at the moment we've met with a few juniors not to hire them, but just to help them. Mm-hmm 
you know, meet them, see them, um, give them a leg up, I guess, give them some info on how to um, get ahead or get noticed. And, you know, I give them all these ideas and one of them is just make a phone call. You know what I mean? Like after an interview, ring up a few days later or anything or check in. Thank you for the meeting. Like, I don't know. Like, is it old school of me to think that someone should want the job, not be desert, not deserving the job? Mm-hmm. Um, we met with one intern the other day and she said to us that she felt like being a graphic designer was so repetitive and she wants to do all this high-level work. And I just was, hmm, maybe you need to put in the time. Like, you know, it just... Yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess I want to be wowed. Just come to me with something other than your portfolio on a CV. Address my name. Not like if your job ad says send to Beck or whatever it says or Lauren or whoever. Hi, Lauren. Mm-hmm. Hi, Beck. Not hi, the hiring manager. Like make some personal effort. Not that you've yeah. just um, got your CV and resent it. Mm-hmm. I think for me it's like... Make it personal. I, I would be sending a video. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like do something to be noticed, yeah. not like yeah. I just feel like everyone is just sending the CV knowing that you need to hire mm-hmm. and you'll get picked out of the best, you know, the best out of the bunch mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I would love people to wow me. Woo yeah. me, you know? Yeah, yeah, do it. I, I did it today with the star and the little things. It you is, know? it honestly is. She asked for is. sparkling water. She said, it, she sent me a text, yeah. I'm on my way. Do you have sparkling water for me? <laughs> of course I don't. I don't have sparkling water in here. Who but doesn't guess what? have a soda stream? Guess what I did? I went and yeah. got it, your sparkling water. I put the star in the door. It's yeah. the little things. It's the li- I'm telling it you. It's yeah. When you think about it, it's not that hard. Yeah. Getting, getting, if I really wanted to work with any company today, yeah. I will get that job. I'm telling yeah. you. I will crush the competition. Yeah, exactly. Not by having the best portfolio even. Not by having my skills, which are also great because I work on them. Just by being me, yeah. <laughs> you know, that I will get that job. Exactly, yeah. Relationships is like one of the biggest things. And, and that what you said right there, like being personal, you know, addressing someone by their name yeah. just to get the attention. Yeah. You know? It's so simple. One person sent me their portfolio with nothing in the email. Like just a portfolio, like yeah, you're not you're not going to be hired. Like, like my my work is so good that yeah. you you should just hire me. Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, so I want yeah, put in effort. Yes, yeah. yeah. It's not that hard. It's like, not that hard, right? Yeah. Like even what you said, like sending a video. Same yeah. thing. You want to work with a specific client. Start providing some value. Don't yeah. expect anything. And and even, yeah. you know, if you want to work, let's say you're a content creator, I want to work with certain brands. I'm tagging the brands. Absolutely. I'm showing the products. You know, I'm talking about them. I'm being funny, whatever. Yeah. You know, I'm using different ways to provide some value. Guess one, what? One of the brands already reached out. They're like, hey, we saw what you're doing. Can we Where's schedule a call yeah, to work? Yeah. And I'm like, you know, like and I haven't even been pushy or even like yeah, really yeah. look for it. I'm just being in the map kind of thing. Like, it's it's really not that hard. It's also easy to come with ideas. Mm-hmm. Like, ideas are free mm-hmm. and it doesn't take much of your time, but research the agency or business mm-hmm. and come up with something. Yes. Or, but also show you're interested. So look at the, the website and say, oh, it, you know, oh, I saw this case study of yours. I loved it. I mm-hmm. loved it because of X, Y, Z. Yeah. Like, but everyone is just rocking up like, 
Yeah, your website looks good. Yeah. <laughs> your socials are cool. Yeah. You know, like... Yeah. You, you have to see it. It's it's almost like relationships. I love comparing business and all this stuff to relationships because it's, it's so similar. If you want to get a specific girl, whatever, like try to make it personal to her yeah. and try to be get her woo attention. Her. Exactly. Yeah. Woo her. That's yeah. it. You know, like do the little things. No, know what everyone's doing. Everyone is sending CVs. Everyone is buying the girl a drink. Come That's up right. with something different. Whatever. Yeah, some yeah. just something a little bit different and you will instantly be out of the norm. And that's what I do with clients as well though. You know, whatever I apply for for an employee, I would we do for clients. So last year we did a video for a company called Trademark. They put out an ad um saying they wanted a marketing manager or director or whatever it was. And they are a really good company, would love to work with them. Um they design these really cool shirts for men and women in um, the construction area. And it's basically a conversation starter to and um, to bring up if you have mental issues or mm. whatever. So basically, you know, oh, where'd you get that shirt from? Oh, it's from Trademark. They help with um, people with mental illness mm -hmm. in the construction, you know, men predominantly. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, we they posted that ad and I was like, let's do a cool... And it, I think the, basically the ad said come with it come to us with ideas you know so we did a video and an anim animated video on what basically predicting what we would have achieved for them mm -hmm. in 2023 or whatever it was um didn't win any work with them but definitely had conversations with mm -hmm. them mm -hmm. and we then got so many inquiries from it we put it up on linkedin tagged them everyone was talking about it yeah you know and then another client i that we were keen to work with was hiring a graphic designer and I think again they said they wanted someone that create like a TikTok or whatever mm -hmm. so we created a cool TikTok on um, us designing something for them and then we shared it with them got, yeah. me, got me a conversation you know what yeah. I mean like I just don't think you can rest on good work yeah exactly and and that what you're saying is key you know like even though you put the effort and to get your foot in the door doesn't mean you will win but it's okay so much sometimes yeah, it leads to something else exactly yeah. that's that's the point i made a documentary that it would have cost easily 35k to make and i made it for complete free after that putting that piece of work that took me so much effort and it cost me money to make as well yeah. i've got thousands of dollars mm. from that one piece of work yeah you know, and I wasn't expecting anything. I just yeah, wanted just to really wanted have, to it. yeah, I just yeah. wanted to do it. And that's why Passion it's important. Well. Yeah. 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 That's why it's important to know, know well, the, like the kind of company that you're applying for, that you really know them and want to work with them, that you like what they're about, or even, you know, a client, same thing, know that, get to know them and see these days I've said no to thousands of dollars just because I knew like, uh, this person is going to give too many problems it's yeah. going to be too difficult they're never going to be happy they're mm. the, the kind of client that doesn't even you tell them after having a conversation hey it seems like this is what it will fit what you're trying to get and they they come to you because you're the expert and then they are like no no i actually think we should yeah okay that's it's not gonna work yeah. <laughs> you know we're not yeah. gonna make you happy so yeah. we, we, we'd rather just you know let let that pass through what a specific skills when it comes to skills what skills are you looking for in someone 
skills and, and personal traits what, what what would you say is more important and what are the top three that you were looking um, for skills you can teach mm -hmm. i think but it's talent Mm -hmm. You know, you've got to have an eye for it and understand design principles and all those kind of things. But mm -hmm. we can definitely teach platforms or mm -hmm. apps or whatever you want to call them. Um, but for me, it's like hard work. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I know I will probably get crucified. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like people hate <laughs> our work these days. Huh? Know, like, no, but you need to be a smart worker. Dummy, yeah. you need to work hard before you can even learn how to yeah. work smart. <laughs> I mean, I know that your work day is 7.5 hours or whatever it is or eight hours a day. But if you've got something due, you don't pack up and go home. Mm. Like, you just mm. get it done. Mm. I, mm -hmm. Hard work's probably a really big thing for me. Um, what else? Ooh. I don't know. Yeah, talent. Or just dedication, like, trying. Like, also, well, I'm a big, which Nelson would know, attention to detail. Mm -hmm. um, sending me something that's got errors mm. all through it um mm. obviously that takes time to get to know like what my things are like mm -hmm. my little mm -hmm. things that i've picked up from all my creative directors mm. um yeah there's those kind of things but yeah also making sure all your client changes are done mm -hmm. um i for me i don't want to be sending something out the door and a client come back and be like this is all wrong you didn't make my changes like that hurts my soul yeah. like you wouldn't yeah. believe yeah. like People think for me that it probably just washes off the back, but I really, it hurts deep. Like it cuts me. Yeah. yeah. And then I'm like. Because you basically approved it. So it, it well, like now. Well, and I feel yeah. like it's a reflection on me. Mm -hmm. yeah, so if for exactly. me. Yeah. It, well, reflection on me, but also reflection on Sabio. Mm -hmm. So I need everything that goes out the door to me needs to be like 110. Like. Yeah. yeah. 100% agree like yeah. it and you have to you have to high have high standards and that's one thing that I actually love about working with you you know like in many ways you you have helped elevate everything that we're doing you know because yeah. yeah yeah because it like I know what's the standard with you and I have high standards for ourselves with any project we take you know but even seeing like you know I can't remember specifically what it was but there was one thing you point out it was like a frame or something that wasn't matching, oh. <laughs> you know, by and like a few frames later or something. You know, those little things that you're like, yeah, that's that's the standard that we're trying to get. You know, that yeah. is unperceptible, you know, mm. to any professional eye. The, well, the what we did. probably have never noticed. Oh no, no it way! Probably, yeah. yeah. But, yeah. Would have uh, irked us forever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I really, but that's the thing. I think you've really got to go back and things that will really you know be on your mind later if that's going to be on your mind later mm -hmm. fix it in the beginning yeah yeah you know? i agree you, so you that's for the people that you hire for time and as well the people that you work or outsource as well when you're outsourcing work what are the things that you look for in freelancers in other uh, video production businesses photographers what what are the three things that you're looking for to hire that person or, or even to continue to work with that person? Obviously quality, mm -hmm. like would be my number one. Mm -hmm. um, and then it would just be, I need to trust them with a client. If I can't trust them with my client, mm -hmm. um, I don't want to lose a job because we lost a job a long time ago. It's 
still cuts me that one too. Um, she stole the client from us and, um, yeah, we, so it's just, yeah, really making sure we can trust them with the client, obviously to not pinch the client from us, mm-hmm. but then also just to build that relationship and keep the relationship mm-hmm. going so we win more work. Yeah. 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 What was the third one? That's the second one. Did I have to have three? No, you said uh, bu- building the relationship with the client, not messing it up, not stealing the clients. Yeah. Um, what quality? And quality. Yeah. yeah. So, but, but then obviously can work with us, like Sabio and take the direction and the feedback and it's not your job it's our job yeah exactly like that, that it's, it's not you delivering it it's you delivering it for sabio a team player kind yeah. of thing yeah cool yeah. um before we uh, i ask you that question um tell us more about that story because oh! i think i think i think that's <laughs> very important because even even myself like i have hired in the past months freelancers and yeah. outsourcing some stuff And that's one of the things that I was like, because I already experienced it myself as yeah. well. Someone that stole Such, so dodgy. clients. Yeah. yeah. So like, I, I, I want to know what was the, the like the experience yeah, you so had. So we needed a videographer to work for us for, I think, a few weeks or whatever it was. Um, while our Because we used to have one in three days a week or whatever. Um, so to cover a job. So she went on a job for us with a massive client, like so big. Um, she did an amazing job and she gave out her business card for more work. And um, I, someone told us, I don't know how it came about, maybe someone who, who else worked for us was on the job and was like, oh, she passed out her business card. And I was like, oh, that's really weird. Um, okay, I'll follow up. Followed it up and she was like, yeah, well, if I couldn't do BD, why would I take the job? And then shame on us, we didn't have a contract, so we had nothing to stand by. But yeah, so now she still does work for them. It kills me every time. Oh, no. You know, yeah. like, and she did a great job. So yeah. of course she won the work. But if yeah. she did a great job and continued, like she could have continued to work with us. Like yeah. obviously we don't work with her anymore. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so it's just really awkward. Also, she was a friend, like... Oh, no. Yeah. It got messy. Yeah, it got messy. I'm like, I'm not talking to you. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, that's... Relationship over, you know. You'd... Yeah. Why would you think as a contractor that you can go on a job and steal the person you're working for client? Yeah. Like, that's just wild. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You wouldn't have the job. Yeah, exactly. You know, so, yeah. Yeah, no, that's... Fuck, man. Do not steal clients yeah. from someone that is putting you on the job or in touch with the client or whatever. Do not steal. Even I had I have had this happen a couple of times actually, that one of the clients of one of my best mates will come and then be like, "Oh hey dude, uh, just wanted to know if you're available for this project." And I'm like, "Have you run it through X uh, yeah. first? Like even that? Like I'm I'm not willing to take job." from friends no, or anything right. even yeah. even it doesn't even have to be a friend i, I like six months ago or something uh someone coming that i kind of knew who's who's his videographer was i haven't i've never met him or anything but i kind of knew who he was because it like someone told me like oh yeah is that guy whatever and he came to me and be like oh look dude um i'm just looking to get some video work because uh, this guy can't do it anymore unfortunately he's busy or whatever And I had to like really confirm like, hey, 
I'm not taking the job until I can confirm that yeah, yeah. this is the case. That because sometimes a client might lie, you know, or some, or I even yeah, want to know. The client wants the cheaper price. Yeah, and, yeah. and no, that's this the thing. I wasn't charging any cheaper to him. I asked him like, how much uh, have you been paying for this? And this is gonna cost you more if you do it with us. But it's, it wasn't really about price. It was about the principle, you know, yeah, of yeah, like, yeah. I know who this guy is, and in regardless, you will want to know why did they stop working together. You know, that, that's how, always a good question to ask. I ask um, many clients like or people that come on discovery calls or anything like, oh, they, like you were working with someone, what, yeah, what happened? Yeah. Like I actually be curious about it, not, not like because necessarily something bad happened, but it's always good to know because there's always a reason why they stopped working. It might not be anything important, but it might give you clues of what what kind of client is, you know, yeah, so yeah, yeah, it's, sure. a, it's something important to know. Mm. What's another really bad experience that you have ever had hmm. that was probably yeah probably one of the worst i don't know if i've really had like as in working with contractors or just in general what, tell me with contractors and tell me with clients as well what's the worst experience you have had um probably the only other thing with contractors is if sometimes we can't go with them on a job and mm. then their quality is not very good would probably you know like i said i hate sending things off that I'm not happy with. Mm. But the problem with video um, and photography, you can't go back and do it again. Mm. You know, mm. like, I mean, you can. Mm. It costs a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just probably always try to have a team member go mm -hmm. to make sure we're getting what we want. Mm -hmm. So Because, obviously, again, you can't go back and charge a client again mm. if it's not right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so just probably, yeah, bringing... Um, quality but yeah now um the reason we hired that girl was because we had another guy working for us and he went to a shoot without mics mm. and so he so filmed it edited it and we were like what is with this sound and um yeah lost mm. well i think we got the job again but yeah we used someone different mm. and that's where she stole it from but we lost all this money trying to fix the sound uh, yeah. on um, the project to try and resolve the relationship. Yeah, but again, yeah. that's, again, us not going with on the job, trusting the person to film yeah. and capture everything and doing a good job. Yeah. So, yeah, probably been burned a few times. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. so, yeah, trust is an issue. Um, yeah. <laughs> make, yeah, so I guess quality is probably the biggest thing, just making sure we've got all that quality. Yeah, uh, audio, by the way, I just made a video oh. somewhere. I don't think I'll post it, but if you have to improve one thing about your videos, audio. Yeah. Audio, I, like, top three things on a video, audio, lighting, storytelling. Yeah. If you have those three things, you can make a great video, like regardless, even if you have the ultimate cameras or whatever, but if you have good lighting, you have great audio, because otherwise we, we trash audio, people will stop watching the video. Yeah. The image might not be there. You might not have the level when it comes to image, but if you have clean audio, 
people will stick to it. Mm. If you have a good hook, good storytelling, mm. people will stick through the entire video. Yeah. But yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely get your audio sorted and always have backups. That's, yes. that's a big one because yeah. I've been burned in the past for like, just being like, oh, it's going to be fine. And yeah. then, and that boom. was the thing, it's going to be fine. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, I also don't know enough about video. So mm. I'm also trusting that person, the person knows enough yeah. to be able to, produce a quality product mm -hmm. you know so it's yeah anyway that yeah they're probably my two ones how, how would you define quality though from uh, your experience judging work and you know like hand delivering work for clients what to you is is quality um well it's got to meet the brief for mm. one if it doesn't meet the brief mm. the client's not going to be happy mm -hmm. um i think just It's just effortless. Mm -hmm. It it's just there, and it you know, like it it just exists. And mm. if if it wasn't right, you'd feel it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think just that effortless, like it's like a cup or anything. If you just don't appreciate it because it's just what it is, yeah. you know, it just fits. But yeah, so a video or even um, a book, like whatever you design. If it's right, it's just that's what it is, you know. I love, sense. I love that way of describing it. Yeah. Effortless. Otherwise, it'll stick out like dogs' balls, you know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. that that's the best way of describing it. That, and even when you see, and you just have a feeling. Yes, yeah. it's it's the feeling that it gives you afterwards, mm. and even when you see a play, like when you, when I see someone that really knows what he's doing. It feels effortless. Mm. That's that's exactly what I was thinking recently. I was in Byron Bay and I saw these two dudes just playing music on the street, and everyone came to listen to the thing. Like they yes. they closed the yeah. entire. Mm. It just felt like that. It just felt yeah. effortless. Yeah. You know the way they were interacting, the the level of mastery they had with music. Mm. It's something special about working with people that just makes it feel like it's effortless. Yeah, hey. yeah, yeah. it's like that nudgy video you did with us just the goosebumps mm. you know you're just like oh <laughs> that feeling is freaking priceless yeah, yeah you can't get if it wasn't right you wouldn't get that yeah um what what are the things that you have loved about working with me no okay because it's about you <laughs> oh that, i just want to know i just want to feed my ego for a second <laughs> obviously <laughs> no and, and because it's i think it's interesting because we I think most people, and I used to not ask my client, like they, they might be stoked. Mm. They might be sometimes like, oh, okay. So, because reactions for people are different. Some I have had clients that they give you a, almost a numb reaction, but they're stoked on it. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. then you're like, oh, they, I thought they didn't feel that much. And then you have people that I mean, that, I you feel know, like for, in that instance, if it wasn't right, you'd get the feedback. Mm, yeah. You know, yeah. so sometimes no feedback's just as good yeah. as... Oh my god, that's amazing. Yeah, I'm yeah. one of those people. I'm. If there's no feedback, great. Yeah, that's that's yeah. job done. Yeah. Um, working with you, quality obviously is a massive one for us. Um, we know and can trust you to deliver what we're asking for and like top notch. Um, so obviously we only ask you on the important jobs or the higher budget. Um. And then I think it's that relationship, mm -hmm. you know, we just like working with you. Yeah, that's, and that's, man, I tell everyone, like, honestly, 
building relationships it's it's even higher than than your skill itself you might not have the greatest skills ever but if you know how to build relationships with people they will want to work with you they would rather work with you than maybe spending a bit more money to get a bit more quality because they don't trust that person or that Mm. person is just not good to be around like it doesn't bring good vibes when there is a job or you know you have that feeling of like oh you know can i even talk to him or anything like Mm. just yeah like building and focusing on building relationships. A lot relationships. of our clients are repeat clients purely because of our relationships. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah, that's it. And same for me. Like a lot, a lot of the clients and jobs we do is repeated people that just mm. keep coming to it. Yeah. How do you guys get clients? Oh, so many ways. <laughs> <laughs> what are the different ways that um, you guys have to get like clients? Obviously, like I just said, repeat business. A lot of our clients just keep coming back. We also mm. have them on retainer, um, and then we do. Um, word of mouth, obviously, mm-hmm. digital marketing, our website, um, socials, all those kind of things, um, networking events. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think a lot of people just hear about us, mm. which is what you want, really. Do you do you do any paid ads? Yes, sometimes. I don't know if they're turned on at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> but Sophie's domain. Yeah. Yeah. A uh, creative marketing agency like uh, the level of Savio, how much do you guys will spend a month on ads? Oh gosh, I don't know. <laughs> like, like we're talking because I, I, Maddie, for example, works for Evolve, and yeah. when he told me how much they spend, it's crazy, crazy. Mm. the amount of no, money. Yeah. Not a lot. Um, mm, couldn't tell you off the top of my head. Mm. That would be on the spreadsheets. And retainers mm-hmm. that that i think has been something game changing since i learned about it and implement some of them mm. i had some learnings at the beginning with retainers because it mm, i was like oh, tricky with creative yes mm. and and at some stage i was like oh fuck this doesn't work and then i learned about people that they're just doing so well on retainers mm. and you're like oh damn it like uh, how but then you i also learn of other video production businesses that they work with massive clients and they have zero retainers. Mm. They, they just trust that the more we keep going. I mean, it's constant income, right? Mm-hmm. So you can kind of hopefully guarantee on that income every mm-hmm. month. So that's always a good thing, but definitely hard to manage with creative, I think, because you don't always need a video. You don't mm-hmm. always need a website. You don't mm-hmm. always need a rebrand, obviously. Yeah. Like, yeah. So it is, I think, a little bit more difficult with creative clients. What What's the, like, the service that you guys offer with those retainers? Most of our retainers are the digital and communications teams. Mm-hmm. Um, creative do have a few or, or participate in a few. Like So we break them up over comms, digital and creative. So all three teams feed into that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it really depends what the client's after. But m- predominantly communications is our biggest retainers. How much are those packages that you guys offer of retainers? Um, it's really based on the quote of what the client's after and what we can deliver because mm-hmm. obviously it's hourly based. Oh, okay. You're based on it. But do you have a minimum? We do like to. Probably can't disclose that. <laughs> <laughs> What's the biggest, give me like a, a range between somewhere, the biggest job you guys have had that you were kind of like, holy shit, this is crazy. Um, I'm probably quoting or in the process of contracting the biggest one i think i've won um at the moment which is a lot what's the range give me a range oh. somewhere, somewhere um, to... i don't know 250 to 350 thousand yeah 
but that oh, I don't know if I'm getting in trouble for that. That's <laughs> nah, that's a range. It's not even. Oh yeah, I don't know though. But um, that's not all Sabio fees because we are doing things that aren't within our remit. Yeah, but you you're including that in it kind of thing. So you're just gonna outsource those different things. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. What's what's difficult about when you get to that level of doing that that kind of quote? What do you find is difficult about that? Compared to, you know, because obviously it's way more simple to make a quote of 5K, 20K, whatever, like at that level. It's what's, just all what's the moving it? parts, probably. Like, how does it actually all go together? You know, like, is what I'm quoting a good idea? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> yeah. well, we'll let you know soon. <laughs> <laughs> hope so. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's very exciting though. What what kind of do you guys have like a celebration or something when something like that gets it gets approved? Um, we kind of have more celebrations of going over target for the month. Mm. Okay. What? Well, how does a celebration oh, like, look? We'll just so? have like a friday drinks go out or whatever you know yeah cool um from the team how big is the team and how do you build great culture oh oh, that's a lauren question not a bet question Um, (laughs) the team's about 30 women um and adrian is our boss so he Mm. he's there um one man um how do we build great culture Uh, it's all about who we hire i think obviously we have great policies as well um which are which are we have i don't i don't participate in this because i work part-time but flexible working so nine day fortnights Mm -hmm. so you do have to do your 10 days in nine but you get an extra day off yeah yeah exactly i think you have to work like an extra hour a day for nine days kind of thing to get an extra day off or whatever it is like extra 50 minutes or something to get an extra day off a, a fortnight yeah, that's awesome. Mm. What would you say is great about Sabio? Why have you stick around? Why why do you love working there? Because I, I, when I speak to you as well, since I met you, like it almost feels like you're the owner of it. <laughs> I, like honestly, like it feels like you care so much oh, about yeah, the mission. So no, but because because like you care so much about it, and you yeah. really want things to work yeah. out, and everything be at a high standard, and all these things. Yeah. Like, why is that? I think because we're allowed to feel that. Like so. Adrian, like I said, is the owner, but then he's kind of off to the side and we just like check in with him. And so then there's the rest of the leadership team who are able to drive their teams for them, not for themselves, but for the bigger team. Mm -hmm. So we're kind of always taught that each of our teams is kind of like our own business. So yeah, I guess we run that with the greater good of all driving together Mm -hmm. and um, making... Um, the profit and everything but yeah I guess you get to treat it as it's we don't get told how to run the team and who to hire and Mm. what projects to take and those kind of things we kind of get to make those decisions ourselves Mm. but we all work together you know like Mm -hmm. we all work together so well Um, like I said we hire people for culture Mm -hmm. you know you hire people for that energy and um commitment and all those things and then like i said you can teach some of the skills yeah so you hire a little bit more for that personality and culture yeah to build. have you have you ever got it wrong like really off when you hire someone like oh damn it that was yeah one bad. person yes 
but I was kind of desperate. So I think sometimes when you're desperate, you make yeah. silly um, mistakes. Um, but I always have a gut feeling about people, um, mm. even just through their CV. It's so weird. Uh, when I hired Saja a few years ago. She's awesome. Yeah, she's gone now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I had all these rules about my CVs. Like I said, you know, didn't address me, gone. You know, mm. like I had all these rules and... Eventually, I had no one good, and I went back through and I found Saja's CV in the no pile. And she just didn't sell herself, but I knew she was it. And when we met her, I was like, "Yeah, that done. That's you know? it. You are." Yeah. And same for Haley as well. Knew as soon as I read her oh, CV. Oh, she's great. Yeah. Um, and I think Zoe too knew that she was a good one. So yeah, going through the process now. So waiting to. I know the ones, but yeah, I think I've got a few. But I'm right that that will be right. Is that female sixth sense? Ah, yeah. so good about it. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Um, what are the three biggest lessons that you have learned as a creative director? Um, probably oh, three. Why do we have to have rules? Um, <laughs> I want to make you think. I know. See, I got no. I was not allowed to have questions to prep here, so this is not fair. Um, I think for me, I always admit when I've stuffed up or mm -hmm. if the accountability is on me and I didn't do what I should have done, mm -hmm. I will always admit to mm -hmm. that. I remember, um, stuffing up something when I was a um, graphic designer at immigration and I went into my boss because it was printed like over, you know, 5,000 brochures or something <laughs> stupid. No, I do hide it. <laughs> I was like, oh, stuffed up. <laughs> you know, and he, like, yeah. he respected me so much for that. Like, yeah. um, so much so that he even referred me a really big project the other day. Don't work with him, you know, and he sent someone our way, got yeah. the job. You know, like, That's awesome. still re respects me for that. So probably those kind of things, owning your mistakes. Yeah. Um, also, yeah, owning, just owning it. Like if someone says to you, whatever's wrong, oh, sorry about that. Or, you know, like, mm -hmm. just be, be nice. Mm -hmm. Um, I think like we talked about, like having that gut feel, if it doesn't feel right to you to send it on, then why are you sending it? You know what I mean? Oh, like it kills me. Like if you see something glaring, like glaringly wrong but then you still send it to your director or to your client mm. and they come back with that feedback like it hurts that little bit more because you knew it was there yeah um so probably that one. Oh, i don't know if i have a third two give me give me one more because those those two have been great so give me <laughs> one more let's let's push it um, push him baker girl to the limit <laughs> i just probably listen Like, I feel like that's such a big thing. Like, that's what I love about working in agency is listening and finding out all the things that everyone does and how it all works together and how you can have that bigger impact for the client if you all work together. So, yeah, really mm -hmm. just listening and learning. Like we always say, um, every day's a school day, mm -hmm. you know. So, like, what did you learn? Um Yeah, so listening to learn, I guess. And like, what can you pick up? And mm -hmm. it'd be the same for you because I think we've talked about it before, but like you just hear someone say something and you're like, you know what? I can fix that. You know, mm -hmm. like just having that yeah, vibe, I guess, of listening yeah. to what people are saying. Yeah. 
Yeah, just being able to pick up on on the holes and coming up with solutions, being yeah. the problem solver. Exactly. I tell people I'm a creative problem solver. Absolutely. Yeah, that yeah. not even I'm. I'm even moving away from saying that I'm a filmmaker. I do try that through filmmaking yeah. usually, but I've noticed that even like my skills are just mm. broadened in that sense. Yeah. Yeah. So sure. it's awesome. What's the worst advice you have ever received? Hmm. I don't know. Worst advice. I probably wouldn't have listened to it anyway, to be honest. <laughs> 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 I'm um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if really... Even something that at the beginning you, you were like, huh, and then you're like, nah, that's completely wrong. <laughs> no, I don't... None. Sorry. Can't answer that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. No. I, nothing that I would have ever thought about and gone, yeah, that was crap. That to me, it, to me, it would still just come down to my gut and knowing I was right and being angry at myself for doing the opposite mm. probably would be more that sphere what's the best advice you have ever received oh i always loved this one where probably i don't know if i have the best advice but i always loved um one of my bosses said to me what's two or three things that your old boss did that you hated you know so don't do that you know that's probably that's a good one yeah yeah so like implement because then you know that people, because um, you felt it, you know, mm -hmm. like, so for instance, um, at one of my roles, I would always, I'd always have to go and pick up the job halfway through. Um, and I hated it because it's like, you've, you're not adding value. Like, you, mm -hmm. yes, you are, but are you? Like, you haven't yeah. been an active team member, I guess. Yeah. So always just picking up a job, someone's, Someone's done all the hard work, so you just have to make some text changes or whatever. Um, so I hated it with a passion because I was like, it's so demeaning. Mm. Um, so I would never, I try, I always make sure my designers have the job all the way through. Mm -hmm. um, so if you start the job, I r really like you to finish it. Mm. No matter, like, yeah, sometimes I used to have to just package artwork. Like, mm. no. Like, that's not, like, you can press package. The mm -hmm. time you've told me to hit package, yeah. you can do that. Yeah. Um, so that's probably a really big one. Um, but at the moment, unfortunately, because we are so busy, I am doing half of a job and then palming it off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I hate it, but I also don't have time to be doing the job. Mm -hmm. So I'm helping, the, trying to help the team along. Yeah. But then I have to pass it back. Yeah. So that's probably been frustrating on my end and their end. And I mm. every time been telling them on the way down here i was like sorry here's half a job yeah that i've done but you need to finish it now yeah yeah um so that's probably that one yes so that and then i think one of the other ones when i worked at another worked at the agency another agency we i was kind of never involved in putting concepts forward so it was only the seniors or whoever mm -hmm. um so my biggest thing is no matter who it is, they do a concept. Mm. So, you know, as long as there's capacity, as long as we can move things around and make sure um, there's enough time for everyone, no matter what level you are, everyone's putting an idea forward and the client picks. Mm. Or in the process, if your, if your concept kind of gets whittled out because it's not the strongest, mm. um, we do it that way. 
mm. rather than just the seniors getting the opportunity to do a brand or whatever. Mm. And you just, the team love it, like mm. being able to be all of us doing it together rather than oh, only the seniors allowed to do that. Mm. So shared responsibility, I guess, is probably yeah. the main thing. Like everyone feels like they can do the same job. Yeah, that's might cool. Take longer. That's cool. What's the hardest thing about your role, about being a creative director? Um, probably my hardest part is I care too much. Like you said, I feel like it's my business, I guess. So I take all of it on, if that makes mm. sense. Like to make target, I'll do the extra work. I'll work late. Like, why am I working late? I'm the boss. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like I was working last night till 10 o'clock to make sure the team's running as it should. And like, what? yeah, I guess I care way too much. And yeah, it's a lot. It takes a toll. Yeah, Yeah. it does. And it's like, I want you to stay back. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You should stay back, not me. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, why am I doing this? Yeah. What's the best thing about it? Um, I just love seeing what everyone creates, um, whether it be the video, like I especially love all the videos. Um, but yeah, having small wins as well. The client writes back, oh, this is the best. Mm-hmm. Um, our team are loving this. This is impacting us XXX, yes. you know, um, and then that being relayed to the team, particularly the juniors being like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. yeah I just love creating good things. Yeah. Yeah. When you get that message, that email, that call that yeah. they say that we loved it, it it's like few things in life compared yeah. to that feeling. Hey. Yeah, and it's like, oh, sick. Yeah. yeah I did good. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. everything we went through to get this project done mm. was worth it kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, got to love that feeling. Before we close in, I want to touch one more subject with you. You're okay. you're a property investor <laughs> and in this podcast We're trying to teach everything creatives need to know in order to win in all areas of life. Financial freedom is a big one for that. How do you get into this? How do it take you to buy your first property? How many properties do you have now? Talk to us about it. Um, We bought our first one maybe 12 or 13 years ago. Must be Mm. 12, I think. Um, Oh, we were so lucky. Like... My mum and dad gave us money. Like, we didn't have all the money. Um, And house prices were cheaper. Mm. So we bought our first one and we bought it really cheap. And from then, we've just been doing that house up. Mm -hmm. Um, So we've been renovating for 12 years. Um, And we have just got equity in the house. So Mm. bought it for about 400. It's worth over a million now. That's awesome. Yeah, obviously the market's gone up, so it's not just the value of the house. Mm. Um, But yeah, so we've always borrowed against the equity in that home. Mm. But now from what I understand, it's probably going to be a lot harder to do that. You still have to be able to service the loans. Mm-hmm. As in, you need all the income. The income to increase. Yeah, yeah that's one so, one of my mates told yeah, me. Yeah, so probably a lot more difficult now. So mm. yeah, just good timing. Yeah, you know. Um, and yeah, so we have three. Three. So our home and then two others. Yeah. So what? And do you keep them? And by the way, that even though 
it has some luck involved into it, you know, having the people that finance it and and the timing and all this stuff. Still, you had to put the things into motion and you had to take action to make it happen, you know, because someone else might have the same exact opportunity, but they blow off the money or they... We have gone without for so long. Yeah. Like, you know, no new clothes, no whatever, you know, like when we first... (laughs) Yeah. We lived in our house with no walls and no ceilings while we were doing it up. Like, we had no bathroom, like... We literally had a hula hoop holding up our shower curtain, you know, (laughs) it was gross, but we lived through it and now we just have this beautiful home that we love. Yeah, that's awesome. Love Mm. to hear it. Um, Do you have these properties like rent out? Are you doing Airbnb? What are you doing right now? How are you monetizing Uh, One of them's just rented out full time. Mm -hmm. And then the other one is an Airbnb, which we only just started doing in September. Why did you decide to do Airbnb with this one? Um, so we can use it because <laughs> it's at the beach. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, cause I've always wanted to do flipping, but it's just not profitable. I don't think here in Australia to be mm. able to flip houses and make a good profit. Mm-hmm. Um, cause also you get taxed so much. Mm. Um, so Airbnb, yes. Well, I just, yeah, um, Ashton, our son, goes to Nippers or was going to Nippers. He doesn't want to do it anymore. <laughs> um, every weekend. And I'm like, this is the life. Um, so I was always looking up properties to buy. And honestly, there was never anything under, mm. not under contract. And one just popped up in Burley. And we went and looked at it and we put in an offer. We didn't even know if we could get a loan. Like, we had no idea. We were like, nah, we'll see what happens. Like, yeah. no skin off our nose. Yeah. Like, if we don't get it, we don't get yeah. the loan. Like, yeah. whatever. And we did and we got it. So then we rented it out for six months, just full time, whatever you call that, permanent lit renting or whatever. And it was always planned to renovate it and put it on Airbnb. So, yeah, I guess hopefully we can use it, I guess. Yeah, so we come down a little bit more often, have a little bit more breaks than mm. we used to. Yeah. In terms of revenue, how different it is between the Airbnb and the one that has to fix tenants? Um, I, I don't know enough about the Airbnb money side of things yet because mm. we've only been doing it since September, October. Mm. Um, hoping that will make a profit, mm-hmm. you know, obviously the goal is to begin with is pay the mortgages mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so we don't have to dip into our money. Um, we are actually putting the rent up at the other one mm-hmm. because just to tie in with inflation, yeah. unfortunately, yeah. sorry, renters, I feel bad, <laughs> but at the same time, no, interest rates yeah. have gone up too. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that one will be quite profitable the slacks creek one and burley yeah still trying to find our feet and make sure we just cover mortgages obviously some months are better than others Mm. because holiday season or it's fully booked hey yeah yeah, like christmas time and new year's it's just crazy yeah um fully booked um and for good rate but we also put it up at a cheaper rate because all the photos were the old photos Mm. We just wanted to make sure it would be booked mm-hmm. rather than waiting till the new photos were taken. Yeah. So we put it up so it was cheaper and booked out mm. earlier. Um, but now, yeah, people are starting to book out for Christmas and all wow. those times. Wow, yeah, yeah already, yeah. 
yeah, Easter's looking good. But yeah, who wants to go to holiday in February and March because you just had a, a January off? Yeah, exactly. So those have been quiet, but we just don't even know what's to come yet. Yeah, because they we haven't some... had it. Yeah, long enough. What's the the? How are you dealing? Because you live in Brisbane, the properties down here in the Gold Coast. How do you deal with like the cleaning, all this stuff, like the uh, the systems so and processes? Lucky. We have a cleaner who lives below mm. us. Wow! And yeah. she's just like our little property manager. <laughs> <laughs> she loves it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So she looks after that. We've we've had so many issues with like lock boxes and making sure people can access mm. it. Like one Saturday I had to drive down here because the lockbox wouldn't open. Oh, no. You know, so there's all those sort of teething issues. But basically it's kind of really self-sufficient. You go through the app, purchase, uh, purchase or book. You'd get a little like instruction guide and it's like step by step. Um, as long as the lockbox is working, everything's sweet. And then our cleaner just cleans it. So it's kind mm. of been running well. Mm. A few teething issues, but yeah, it's been going good. What advice would you give to someone trying to get into the property market or even their first house purchase or anything like that? What What would you would have liked to know? Oh, I don't know. Don't be scared of debt. Aaron is. <laughs> I'm like, oh, whatever. We'll, we'll figure it out later. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I've never really thought about it. Um, I look. I just don't feel sorry for people. I, well, I mean, I feel sorry for people trying to get in. Mm. Like, it would be so hard. Yeah. And everything's changing with all these interest rates and everything. Mm. Like it just seems like a nightmare. Mm. So I don't know. Financials. Obviously, you're not qualified to give financial no. advice, <laughs> like people would say. But what are three things? Because I think finances is one of those areas of life that we're never really taught, taught. Yes, you know, agree. especially in countries like mine, like I had nothing, mm. no learnings, not, not even a, a, a role model that could teach me. You know, obviously my dad told mm. me about these whole different areas of life, but my dad is not a millionaire, you know, mm. so he can't really teach me this stuff to become a millionaire. Yeah. So, and even though you might not be a millionaire or whatever, like what are the things that you wish Oh, yeah, I really wish I knew those financial things. I honestly just wing it. <laughs> Is that bad? Or... I don't know. Aaron's like, can we afford that? We'll soon find out, won't we? I don't know. Like, yeah, honestly, I just wing it. So take more risk. Probably. But that's just your personality type too, though, isn't it? Mm, yeah, I would agree, yeah. yeah. So I don't know, Because yeah. everyone is so scared to lose money right i mean you've obviously got to make sure you can afford whatever you're committing yourself to mm -hmm. that's probably the can are you happy with the lifestyle like once you take out the mortgage repayments are you happy with what the money left over will leave you as a lifestyle like we did without mm. for so long mm -hmm. like and i mean a long time but we were so keen on making sure that house was our home yeah you know, like Aaron was an apprentice chippy and we had a baby and I was on maternity. I was in on maternity leave for six months so I could, we could afford everything, you know, like, but you just, you got to be happy with what's left over. Can you survive with what's left over, I guess, and to the level that you want to be happy at. Yeah, exactly. It does take a big toll as well. Would you be okay with surviving on that Less money? Because yeah. one thing is like, yeah, we'll be fine. But like, 
no, can you? Yeah, but like, what's can your you non-negotiables? Actually, I have to go to yeah. the movies. Every, our non-negotiables, the gym, always. Yes. You know, we have to have that as money. Yeah. And we don't go to like a good life or whatever that's quite cheap. Yeah. You know, we go to expensive one mm. and it has to, you know, so there's things yeah. that are non-negotiables with those, with mortgages and pay and ugh. Who wants to talk about those things? <laughs> we got to teach people and, and even I know, me. You know, like, weird that that's not like a, a class or something? I mean, yeah. obviously you didn't go to school here, but... Guess why? Because they want you trapped in the freaking system. Yeah, because they They're, scare you, right? They, yeah, of course they do. And and like, why do, don't they teach you how to be a business owner? That's why right, don't yeah. they teach you how to manage people? Why yeah. don't they teach you how to lead being Isn't a leader? some book, some guy about... The Poor Dad and the Rich Dad yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great book as well. Oh, yeah. I haven't read it, but yeah, I was watching a TikTok on it and I was like, oh, yeah, he's right. Yeah. <laughs> you don't yeah. get taught that stuff. And it's yeah. Like, but even like our, we've got a little niece who's not so little, she's 18, but like not even knowing to pay insurance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, just, oh, no, dad's going to pay that. Yeah. No, not forever. Yeah. <laughs> not forever yeah, yeah. You know, and yeah. health insurance and all yeah. those things yeah i'm 29 what three pieces of advice <laughs> yes so many pieces of advice yes we want to get, get as much value as we can because it was hard to get you here to a 29 year old what are three things that you'll tell them like hey if you do these three things your life is gonna be easier slash better slash more fun whatever what would you say like oh i really wish i knew these three things when i was 29 just have fun i don't have three pieces of advice for you <laughs> just have fun enjoy it you're not gonna be here forever you know like i don't know i don't have three no way yeah i'm sorry no Come on, give me two more, two more, two, two things that you really wanted to know. I just don't live life like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that deep for me. Uh, oh, I don't know. Well, you work hard, so that's one. You're, you work hard. I don't think, yeah, so there you go. That's two. Have fun, work hard. But you got to make sure there's a balance, right? Mm. Work hard, have fun, have balance. Go to the gym. There you go. Go to the gym. That's an important one. Yeah. I think health exercise is such an important mental release and Mm -hmm. clear head, you know, that kind of thing. When, When I see someone that is not happy, that is depressed, whatever, all these things, the first thing I can tell, you don't train. Like the first cure. Yeah. Go training. Don't Absolutely. take any of these pills. Don't see any doctor. Don't see. Yeah. Go train yeah. consistently for six months. Yeah. Get a six pack. Yeah. Tell me later that you feel bad about yourself and all yeah. this stuff. No, that's what you my know? psychologist said once. Yeah, <laughs> he's a good one and she, a rare one. Or yeah, she, no, you she, know. Was, she was like the biggest thing you can do for yourself right now is go exercise. Good, yeah. good on her. Yeah, that's awesome, Becky girl. Thank you so much. You know, you're the only person that calls me Becky besides my brother. <laughs> do you, and aloud. Do you, <laughs> do you like it or you're okay with it kind of thing? Oh, I think it's cute for you. But if Aaron called me that, he'd probably get a punch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're a Becky girl to me. Yeah, I love it. Um, Becky girl, if people want to get in touch with you or even work with you or anything like that, stay at one of your properties. <laughs> yeah, like, sure. where can they Definitely find you? Definitely book out my apartment, yeah. my unit for sure. Where can they find you? Um, well, beckatsabio.com 
and then Valhalla Burley on Instagram. Yeah, that's awesome. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. That's the biggest thing you can do to support this podcast because it, it tells all the people that, hey, this is worth a listen. So take the extra mile. Go leave that review. If you have listened to more than one episode or anything, that will help a lot. If you want to support us as well, make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow us on all social media platforms at The Creative Grid. I'm at Nail for Life on every platform, and I'll see you on the next episode. Goodbyes for everyone. You.